0: Okay, it is happening. Tickets to the retreat are open today and you can get early bird pricing until July 31st. So go get your ticket now to claim your seat and get in on that early bird pricing. The retreat is happening September 7th to the 10th. All of the details are on the website so you can get those. But what we are going to do in this retreat is we are going to look at our story and examine the feelings of shame and guilt that we are carrying around it, the story that we are telling ourselves about our lives and we are going to evaluate that and figure out how we can change that story to be able to move forward and take the bold action that we want in our lives. And during this retreat, we are also going to have moments of rest and relaxation. There's going to be connection. There's going to be amazing food. We are going to have a masseuse there. Actually, we are going to have two masseuses there who are going to give each of you a 60 minute massage, unless that is not your thing, Um, that is included in the price of your ticket. You also are going to have access to me to the live event. We are going to have a cookie decorating class with one of my favorite cookie decorators here in the Boise area. It is going to be amazing. I hope to see your face there. I hope that you will choose in to healing yourself and therefore being able to help your children, your future generations, your friends, your family, whoever it is in your life, be able to heal themselves as well. All the details are in our show notes. You can go to theboldlogiccom forward slash retreat. That is where you can find all the information. I cannot wait to see your face. I cannot wait to meet you. I cannot wait to see what you are going to deal as you dive into this healing process. Go get your tickets now. Early bird pricing ends July 31st and there are very limited tickets because it is a retreat and we want to keep it small and intimate and personal as much as we can. Hope to see you there.
1: I literally thought that if, if this marriage can't survive problems or whatever like if this marriage can't make it there's there's no hope for any couples no matter how much they love each other no matter how close of friends they are
2: what's up everybody this is matt here with the husband-in-law podcast this is where we share our stories of love ex-love marriage ex-marriage divorce ex-divorce and coming out of a closet that needed to be open and so much more this podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. I wanted to bring Stephanie in because why? You sneaky devil. <laughs> Because she was the one that introduced, basically introduced you guys. You tell us, Stephanie.
1: You, okay. You were there. Well, obviously, I heard from the first episode that that I was there on their first date, but there was a few details that I was just like reliving when you guys are telling that story. So, Steve, just super cool guy. I don't remember why I had invited you to that choir concert, but you had... You showed up, and you had told me. I still remember you're like, I got this girl's number. You were (laughs) so excited. And I was like, oh, my gosh, who is it? When you told me who it was, and I was like, oh, yeah, perfect. I mean, you're going to be a little piece of silly putty in her hand. (laughs) She has the power over all the boys. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a good match. And I don't know... If I had a date, or I was trying to find a date, but I definitely know that at the end of it, I was the third will on your date, which was your first date. That's so funny. It was so humiliating because I called people. I had the word like list out, and you guys were like, "Well, try him," and I'm like leaving messages back in the day on like answering machines. Hi, this is Stephanie. Um. Just called to ask you out. <laughs> <laughs> it was humiliating with a capital H, but the show had to go on. You guys had to go on your date, I and mean, it was in Idle Falls at my brother's weird play. I think it was like what's the one with like nymphs? I don't know. Like oh, like a Midsummer's. Night Yes, dream? it was a Midsummer's Night dream. And it I was remember in a... it was
3: like a courthouse setting.
1: Yeah. Or something. Oh, I remember none of it. I, I just, just remember walking so into the. You gym. don't remember
3: elementary school, so yeah. <laughs>
1: But I just knew I could tell just watching. In fact, watching Jessica flirt with Steve that night was something that helped give me courage to flirt with my own current husband right now. I literally thought Jessica is really good at like putting out the vibe and letting a guy know that.
2: I'm interested. You're
1: interested.
2: She flat out told me.
1: Flat Flat
2: out? Just like, hey, let me know when you're done dating somebody else.
1: Yeah,
0: like that gives a guy a lot of encouragement,
1: (laughs) It does. It gives
0: them like the, that like space to be vulnerable, to ask you out or to make a move or to ask you out again. Like we all need that. Yeah. (laughs) That like security. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. So I remember you guys
1: sitting in the front seat and he had these black leather gloves and you were stroking his
0: face that with a little leather glove <laughs> and flirting. I remember the black leather gloves. Uh-huh. I don't remember stroking his face. With cashews. Or like hitting him
1: with it. Not maybe cashews. stroking. Stroking's wrong word, but you were like hitting him. And then the cupcake fight was just like... Oh, so funny. There's no <laughs> way to describe that of it. It just happened, of course. So we've, I mean, we've never
3: had another cu- cupcake fight like
1: Never? That. No, <laughs> oh, darn it. So.
3: I don't have cupcakes tonight. Sorry.
1: Dang it. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, well, and then you were super excited about him. And I remember hearing from both of you that you guys liked each other. and Because we had German together with Dr. Mikish. Uh-huh. But what I wanted to ask is I feel like I remember you telling me that Steve broke up with you at one point.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I you think broke I up. I
3: never th- broke up with you, did I?
0: Yeah, you did. Yeah. We, like, Jessica officially broke up. Before we were talking marriage and whatever, we did break up.
3: I don't remember that.
0: And then you, yeah.
2: How, how, far, how long into the dating?
0: Oh, I want to say like just a few months. Mm-hmm. It was before he went to Virginia. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Right. Is that
3: why we broke up?
0: No, I, maybe. Maybe I mean, you, you felt like Ecuador it was too, like the was space for Coast. the summer would be too much or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How
2: long did that break up last? You were last? sad.
0: Not very long. Like less yeah. than a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't long. I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, you were sad. I would never seen you so sad. <laughs> and we went to Las Vegas, and I remember we that went to Las we Vegas. were you guys were dating, and we went
3: we with camped in Zion Park, <laughs> and we went to.
1: was driving. Yes, one of the cars, and how he kept, did that happen? He would warn people, "Don't get in my car because it smells like a giant fart." <laughs> and like I remember <laughs> That's that crazy we were just talking SCMO about partying. No way. <laughs>
3: Right before
2: yeah, you came in,
1: well, his car smelled like a fart. How did
3: me and you and and his crew end up going to Vegas together? That is a
1: great question, but I remember that I felt like a rebel because my dad was ticked. Because remember, we going, with, we're going with, with a bunch of boys. we going with boys, uh. and that Motel Six. We didn't have a hotel to stay in, and all of us crammed in that Motel Six. <laughs> Can and there's was like banging. Um,
3: have that stricken from the, the record that I have ever stayed in a Motel Six. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, I'll be no. shamed by
3: all of my peers <laughs> in
1: my It was terrible. But you, the, the reason I bring that up is because you were bummed because Jessica went on a date with another guy. Oh, I, not remember, a I remember was it.
3: I remember that. In,
1: yeah.
0: Was yeah. it in
3: Pocatello or was it in... Yeah. Okay. I do remember.
0: Yeah. I wasn't one to sit no. around and wait. Like, no. if you ended things with me, I was sad. I remember I was super broken up, but I was also like, okay. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to... Go out with somebody else. <laughs> yeah, that is so of, funny. I can think of
3: two more times that that occurred.
0: I think you happened. I went out with somebody else.
3: Post marriage, post divorce.
0: Yep, yep. We'll get into that later.
3: And post dating, post divorce.
0: <laughs> yeah, That's a lot of posts uh-huh. here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so in other words, shortly after we were di- after we were divorced. Yeah. That happened, and shortly after we dated the second time.
0: Yeah
1: happened well jessica Crazy. always had a long line of guys That's I mean, true
3: <laughs> i think i have the same shirt really
2: oh my <laughs> god <laughs> <much better> quality.
1: <laughs> so stephanie what yeah. other
2: questions do you have for them like that
1: <sighs> i because
2: i got some questions for you okay but yeah
1: um i just i didn't see it coming i'll be honest i don't know how you hit it so well Steep She's cake. looking me in the yeah. eyes. <laughs> I remember sobbing when I found out that you guys are getting divorced. And that was not the first thing that came to my mind. And so I guess my question is, how long were you guys still married working through this? I mean, I know that you've talked about that on your other podcast, but I, I didn't see it coming.
3: Stephanie, do you see how I'm sitting right now?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do now. Yeah, I mean it's you now, but that must have been, I guess, for you, just a a pretty big awakening to finally be real with yourself. I, that's not a question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's but fine. Ask a question. So,
3: yeah. A lot of people said they were super surprised when I came out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say to that except that I. Tried awfully hard to not, yeah. to not be gay or look gay or come off as gay or
1: yeah, yeah. It must have been a. a I don't know if you felt really liberated when you finally just were yourself. I that feel incredibly good...
3: liberated now. I don't yeah. know if I did then. I think I felt.
0: I think there was still some self discovery.
3: Oh yeah, there was many years of self discovery mm-hmm. yet to come to be
0: had. Yeah,
3: coming to be comfortable with. Outside of myself, but
1: well, do you guys still have your wedding photos, or was that something that you guys got rid of? Oh no, no.
0: still have them. I've got the wedding photos. A lot of photos. them got okay. ruined in the flood. I, I still flood. have tons of them. Okay, I still have tons of wedding photos.
3: Oh no, no, no! I remember every, a lot of things got ruined in that. The except day-giving. our wedding pictures yeah. and your wedding dress. Yeah. We when we went one of the other summers when we moved to the East Coast again for that same job, mm-hmm. we put all of our stuff in one room of our basement apartment locked it, and rented out the rest of the apartment. And when we got back, there had been water damage, like this little trickle of water coming into that room for months. Really? And so it had molded the whole... When we finally unlocked that door, it was like a week before we got back. Someone in the apartment was just like, you know, there's something real nasty coming. (laughs) Some (laughs) rank smell coming from that locked door. And when we finally unlocked it, the room, the whole room was just covered in green mold. The carpet, the walls, the bedding, everything had to be thrown away, except wedding pictures and wedding dress survived. And I'm sure a few other things, but Hmm. those did. Crazy. So...
1: Well, I thought of another question, but it might not be appropriate for your podcast. (laughs) Go for it. Ask it. But I remember Jessica, this is probably none of... Go for it. Okay. (laughs) I remember you telling me some of the things that you would do to like keep your sex life spicy, including like wearing just an apron, cooking ribs. And I remember being like, you were like every man's dream, (laughs) wife, girl, like just cooking naked. And I did some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Still do
2: some stuff.
0: I still do some stuff. (laughs) Was there like difficulty in that part of your marriage ever? You know, what's interesting is not that I remember, and that's coming from me. I don't know how Steve felt about that, but we were talking about that too. Like even my, with the other couples that we hung out with and that we were friends with, we had better sex lives than them, okay. like way more regular, way more fun. Way and more
3: of a connection.
0: Yeah. Very connected. And so I think like, that was, it never bothered me. I never felt like he wasn't attracted to me. Until he had the affair, but
3: I will say I don't think well, I think that the intimacy and the emotional connection was so much stronger in our sex life than the physical physical side of it. I mean that was our strong side. But we also had never been with anyone except each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was all we knew. It was <clears throat> it was the best sex we'd ever had. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know, and it was just fun. Like, How, we had fun with it. I have
2: a quick question. How long did it take you guys f- to have your first kiss?
0: It was literally like a, a few dates in. Yeah, a
3: couple dates.
2: Yeah,
0: it Were was. Were you a... there too, Stephanie? <laughs> I was not there, but I heard about it. <laughs> it was within the first
1: week. I believe
0: that McDonald's
1: was involved. Oh in my God. Jack gosh. in the McDonald's? Box. Jack in the Box. Jack in, in the Jack. Box.
2: How do you remember all of this?
1: I have a cycle memory. Stephanie does That's have an incredible fun. memory. I can't remember what I had for breakfast, but I remember those details. Yeah? Yeah. yeah.
3: So, what was it, Jack in the Box? I don't know. It it's Pocatello and it was the only yeah. thing open at like
0: it was. late hours. It Two
3: in the morning. Yeah, yeah you'd go at two it in the morning and like there'd, like there'd be a line of 11 cars. <laughs> well, a Jack in the I Box drive through all night. Yeah. Every night.
1: And I think Steve kind of made Jessica wait, which Jessica was not used I to. I did. Because, like I said, Jessica was like.
3: Made you wait for that first kiss. I like
1: you. Made you, you wait like for that me. ring. Yeah. And Steve made Jessica wait. And I, I don't think jessica was used to that and it was drove me nuts probably yeah so, just so annoying for her
3: <laughs> steve did you know that you were playing the game of playing hard i to don't get? think it was it wasn't a game it was literally i just, just was scared. not a fast mover like oh. that i wasn't scared i just see i was a f- super fast mover like first date boom i it's in well you proposed to jessica <laughs> you know First date, first kiss. Nine <laughs> days later, engagement. Mm-hmm. Month and a half later, wedding. Yeah. That's how it went for Matt and Jessica.
0: That's a whole other story.
3: Yeah, well, I
1: remember fast. once you guys were dating your mom and you guys were engaged, your mom would tell you guys to set a timer and make out. And then In like, the basement. Yeah. She's
3: like, go down
2: like,
0: to the basement. Just set a timer <laughs> and then separate.
2: At your parents' house? So that,
0: yeah. Like, I was still living at home at the time, and which is a block away from Steve. And so we hung out at my parents' house quite a bit when we were dating. But yeah, that was always her thing. She's like, I don't care if you make out, set a timer. And when it goes off, be done. And like She
3: would just holler down the yeah, stairs sometimes. So what was that time five set minute for? Five-minute timer.
0: Yeah. I don't know how long we... <laughs> I, like I don't gosh. know that we legit did it. Like five, ten minutes, literally.
2: Okay, so did your mom have the timer or did you guys have the
0: timer? I don't know. I don't know if we we had a literal timer. Yeah, there may not
2: have
3: even been a timer.
0: But that was like the idea of it, you know. We didn't believe in sex before marriage. And so keep yourself safe. We set a timer. <laughs> Not that you can't get it done in 10 minutes or less, but we didn't realize that at the time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I discussed it in the last episode. You're...
0: There was a learning curve. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's part of being newly married that's yes. fun.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so, Stephanie, you wrote back to me on Facebook Messenger.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You said... I remember their first date vividly, how they met, how excited Steve was to tell me about this cute girl he met. I also remember waking my husband up the night Jessica told me they were getting divorced because in my mind, if they couldn't make it, no one could. They set the bar very high for me in terms of couple goals, if that makes sense. So when when you found out and you had to wake up Dan, like, what? Well, why were you... Why was it such shock?
1: I I literally thought that if if this marriage can't survive problems or whatever, like if this marriage can't make it, there's there's no hope for any couples, no matter how much they love each other, no matter how close of friends they are. It, it literally made me lose hope. Now, why did you think marriage? that? Because I felt like their marriage was... The epitome of what everybody dreams of they were so close they were so neck and neck in terms of how adventurous they were how committed they were none of them had like these or neither one of them had you know something that was like a really selfish like trait that okay. made it maybe hard to live with they're like grudge holding or whatever at least that I do but they were both just adventurous they had so much fun they were risk takers but they weren't irresponsible risk takers they loved each other like I had never seen two people love each other before they were affectionate with each other they I mean literally just always seemed to be happy and in a good mood and trying to move forward and progress and ultimately I just I don't think I'd ever seen a couple more in love, even after they had been married. Yeah, I cried. It is the only divorce that I have ever cried about hearing about.
0: And I remember, like, it really affected me when I talked to you about that. Because you, you, like, brought up so much of that. And I felt like you, out of all of my friends really had a grasp of what Steve and I had. I mean, everybody knew, like, I heard it a lot from people in Colorado and different things. Mm -hmm. Like, I just never thought you guys would get divorced. You guys seem like the perfect couple. And, you know, and I'm like, we were genuinely happy together. And that was all real. Like, don't you feel like that was real? Like,
3: oh, very much so.
0: And it wasn't Mm -hmm. like we were trying to put on a front or something, but we had found a way to connect with each other that in spite of all these seemingly huge issues, we were still very in love with each other and able to be close to each other and talk to each other. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. I remember talking to you and you saying that Mm -hmm. and just like, my heart broke for you because I was like, I don't want to let her down. I don't want to let her feel like you're not going to be successful because I'm not successful. And I didn't view it as a failure. Yeah. But like, anyways, yeah. I remember out of all of my friends that I talked to about this, you're the only person I think I remember talking to about our divorce like yeah. specifically.
1: Yeah. It, it hit me, it hit me hard. It made me so sad because then of course I thought, you know, I, I waited, a, I, I waited a long time to find a man that I felt like I had a similar connection with. And I'm serious. You guys kind of set that bar high in what I wanted in a relationship. I wanted somebody who was my best friend who would chase me around and who would handle <laughs> me chasing them around being a A total lunatic, which
3: liquid nitrogen, liquid
1: nitrogen. I need somebody who handle (laughs) liquid nitrogen. But so many things that I, you know, prioritized in a relationship was things that I had seen in them. And so here I have my soulmate, person that I waited for, this person that I feel like I have this intense emotional connection to. I mean, everything is just to each other, everything, and we talk all the time. That's one thing that I know that they always had was communication was like. Everything was like their souls would like connect on like those avatar things where their braids would connect and like, (laughs) you know, like they were connected at the soul, at the cellular level.
3: This is why I need a man braid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. need a man (laughs) braid. And then I'm like, well. There went that. There went that. I guess true love is it's it. Everybody loses the spark. And I was like, I don't want to lose the spark that I have with my husband, because if they lost it,
0: everybody's going to lose it.
3: How long have you and Dan been married at this point? Probably not long. Mm-hmm.
0: Two years. Okay. Yeah, about two years. Well, and I think so for me in saying that, you know, I didn't view our divorce as a failure. I viewed it more as a, I mean, it, for me, it's been a success. I mean, it's not what we planned. Mm-hmm. But because we built that communication and that gr- that groundwork, now we're able to have a genuine, real relationship and be able to communicate In our divorce Mm -hmm. and in raising our child. And I feel like that was the blessing or the product of us being able to have a real honest relationship. Be like 100% in with each other. How
3: long after talking to Jessica did you and I talk, Steph May? Do you remember? Because I don't. I remember hearing from Jessica how devastated you were and taking that pretty hard.
1: It breaks my heart. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah,
3: I, I, it was so hard for me to hear over and over and over. And of course, exactly what I heard is Jessica is the best, the most amazing, the perfect wife. How could you possibly leave her? How could you possibly divorce her? Like, what are you thinking? Not maybe in those exact words, but that was always the message that I heard and And so that would, of course, start this whole internal conflict again of like, what am I doing? Like, why am I, why am I, why am I this way? Yeah. Why am I this way? Why am I letting this perfect woman, this perfect marriage walk out of my life? Like, what the heck is wrong with me? Why does this feel like something that I'm, you know, why am I actually letting this happen? And I had to like, try and talk myself like back into doing what people were telling me I should be doing instead of doing what. I felt like I needed to be doing.
0: Well, and I watched you coming from my end of that, like be torn between those two things, like so much so of some people are telling me I should leave and that I should explore this side of me, this, the gay side of me, I should just be open to that. And then you had this other side that people were coming at it from just what they saw of our relationship and trying to be supportive. You know, it wasn't like they were angry at you, most of them weren't angry at you, <laughs> but friends that were genuinely concerned and wanted to make sure you were doing what was best for you, you know.
2: Before Jessica shared with you, Stephanie, the specifics of <laughs> their divorce, mm-hmm. did you know before that Steve was gay?
1: Mm-mm. Nope. I remember in retrospect, I we had been messaging on Facebook Messenger because I had had a miscarriage and had. A difficult time trying to get pregnant again. And I knew that Jessica had struggled to get pregnant with Penny. And so we had been messaging and she had said something like... You and Jessica? Me and Jessica. Okay. And she had said something like, oh, well, we've got a whole bunch of other things that are more stressful than like infertility right now or whatever it was. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, like I didn't want to pry. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh... Maybe they're struggling financially. Like, I just didn't. And I didn't want to pry because I didn't want to be disrespectful. But it was very shortly after. Then it was Christmas time. And I was, like, looking on Facebook to get, like, addresses. And I was like, what? She's in Boise. I was confused. And so I, like, messaged her. And she's like, I need to talk to you. Steve and I are getting divorced. But I want to tell you in person. And so I was waiting very impatiently to see her face to face and i remember she came and got me in her
0: little car
1: and was
0: so i came and got yeah. you at christmas time mm-hmm. so that was when i had come up with steve yeah. to stay with him and his family for christmas oh that's yeah. funny see and oh, i don't so this
3: was an idol falls yeah, yeah. this is an idol falls. Oh, that's right.
0: yep and i as soon as i saw jessica i was
1: like oh crap she's stressed because i remember when your first engagement held, uh-huh you were just like that like Tiny. Like a skeleton, tiny. And I remember seeing her and I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to fall over just because you were so tiny. I stop eating tiny, tiny. when I'm yeah. really stressed. And that's when I knew that it was just like, you were doing the best you can. You were going to hold your head high. You were going to still wear those stiletto boots and be cute as a button. But you were hurting <laughs> inside. And that broke my heart because Jessica is always the one who sees the glasses definitely pretty much full, even if it's empty. Like, just. <laughs> Positive outlook. She was laughing while she told me, and I storm her. She gets in the car, and I'm like, What happened? Steve's gay. And I was like, (laughs) I knew it. That was the only thing that I could eventually think of, but it wasn't the first thing that I thought of. But that was the only thing I I thought, He's got to be gay.
3: You know, it's funny how many people said that to me. Yeah. Like some people who knew we were divorced but didn't know why, like my grandparents, Mm -hmm. who finally called me a few months after we split and said, your parents will not tell us why you're divorcing Jessica. They won't talk about it. And we want to know. And the only reason your grandpa and I can come up with is that you're gay. And not just them, but lots of people assume like that must be the only reason.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting when you talk about like how small I was. I mean, I'm small anyways. I had another friend who told me, she reached out to me since we put the podcast up. And she's like, I remember sitting and talking to you in the mall in Colorado Springs. And she's like, and you were always this giant to me. Like you just filled up the room. And she's like, I remember you walking in and sitting down next to me and just feeling like you were so small. And I'd never seen you like that before. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, because, and I'm getting emotional about it right now. Like, it's true. I had, it was The smallest I had felt. And it was like a weird. But yet I was fine. I knew I was fine. And that I would get through it and whatever. But it was like a small feeling. It was not a good place to be.
1: And you never said anything bad about Steve. I mean, to your credit. That's another thing. Like, she never badmouthed Steve. She never said, I can't believe he did this to me. He's leaving me. He's leaving. I mean, it was never. It was like. So much compassion for what Steve was feeling, what Steve was going through, even though you were, you know, devastated. You were like, but like, I feel sad for Steve because he's the one that has to make this really hard decision to walk away from this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: So one of the main reasons why we're recording this, doing this podcast is to give hope, Mm -hmm. to give hope with the relationships, right? So Jessica, you mentioned that you felt so small. You've never felt so small in your entire life. Like, how would you feel like right now? Do you feel like you're big again? Do you feel...
0: Oh, I definitely feel like I'm back to my normal self for sure. And that is that ups and downs of life of just, you know, sometimes life is hard, but you still make the most of it, man. Like, and like you're saying, like, it was still this positive thing and I had to find that positive and, and focus on what we could do now, like not where we had been, but we'd both made choices that got us to this point. And so we both had to be real with those choices. And I was hurting for Steve. Like that was part of the hardest thing was watching Steve go through all of this and trying to help him be okay as well. Like I wanted him to be happy. I mean, I'd stayed in a marriage where I knew my husband was gay, so I couldn't think that this wasn't a possibility, you know? (laughs) And so, yeah.
2: Stephanie, back to you. You mentioned that you lost basically all hope in marriage Mm -hmm. after you heard that Jessica and Steve were getting a divorce. Looking at it now in their Mm -hmm. perspective, would you say you still have this loss of hope or you feel like there's some hope?
1: Well, looking at their relationship, Is that what you mean? Yeah. If it was just based on their relationship, I would say that there's still hope for marriage, but no marriage is completely insulated from problems.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I would definitely agree with that.
1: Yeah. And any, if you are not building like a fortress around the relationship that you have, and even if you are.
2: Do you guys feel like you've built a fortress around your relationship?
0: That's an interesting question.
2: Because that's what you were getting at, right? Is yeah. Even if, if you build this fortress,
1: yeah. I mean, it. I mean, yeah. I felt like that's what you have to. And I don't know how much you guys did that, or if you look back and say, "Oh, what if we would have? What? What if? What, what if? What if?" But I don't think you can totally do anything and guarantee, without a doubt, that a relationship might fall apart and it doesn't mean that one party is necessarily wrong or didn't try their hardest or I mean maybe maybe they did but even with both people trying and doing everything they can people are human people change people grow people evolve so you never know
3: I feel like Jessica and I that we had that fortress built in Colorado Springs I mean we had We had done everything that we knew to do to keep ourselves close, and I guess I just feel like, you know, as we talked about in episode one, when we moved to Oklahoma, we didn't have that setup anymore, and that's when things changed, and I've often thought, would things be different had we stayed in Colorado Springs? I mean, I know they would be different had we stayed in Colorado Springs, but for how long and would it be for the better or for the worse? And I really feel like I feel grateful that things that things ended the way they did because I think I think it was the only way, I just think it could have been so much worse and that we could have ended things in a typical divorce where we can't stand each other and hate each other and feel wronged and hurt and our poor child is caught in the middle of it. And I just, we were great for each other for that chapter of our lives and what we both needed changed or maybe not changed, but just became apparent to us what, what we both needed going forward. And, you know, there are still times where I look back on our marriage and I'm just like, how did I, you know, I still have that thought of how did I ever walk away from that? You know, it was like amazing. But then I look at where I am now and just my own, like I'm just on such stronger ground now. I just am in such a better place with myself Mm -hmm. and so much more comfortable with myself than I ever was. And so I know it's what was right for me. I hate what the cost was. It was an incredibly high cost. But I feel like I don't know where I was going with all of this. (laughs) (laughs) I I think
2: your main point was,
3: you feel like right now you're on stronger ground. I am very happy with where I am. I'm, and you're, you're solid. I'm solid. Yeah. Jessica, you feel and, it. And I'm naturally solid. Before I had to really, I was working white knuckled. <laughs> you know, I was, yeah. whatever it is that I was standing on, I was, I was, I was forcing myself. I was taking all of my energy, all of my being to stay where I was. And now I don't feel that. I feel very solid, very comfortable, very hmm. stable.
0: I've never really let myself go to the what ifs because I'm like, it just doesn't matter at this point. I'm like, this could have gone either way as far as I see it. And this is the way it went. And it's brought Matt into my life. And I'm really happy with that. And also like this way of seeing the world that I probably didn't see before and loving like I wouldn't have known. I remember shortly after Matt and I got married and things were good with his ex-wife and things were good with Steve. And standing, I remember standing in the shower in our first house and just started bawling because I was like, this is so amazing that you can love people in these different ways because I genuinely loved Matt's ex-wife and the relationship we had. And I have this amazing relationship with Steve. And it was just like this overwhelming, like, I never would have experienced this had I not gone through what I had. And that's, I love that. That's I, joy. Yeah. I love, I love, love. And mm-hmm. like that widening of it and that perspective. And there's always room for more.
3: And it's funny that that time frame was exactly what you and I had talked about on our last night together in Oklahoma before you moved out. When we talked about, so what is this going to look like? And that is exactly what we described. You with a new husband, me with a new husband. Good relationships. (laughs) Pause for a laugh there. (laughs) Good relationships. Us very fluidly raising our child together in a very open-minded place. and,
2: and So I think this would be a great part of this recording to explain to everybody why we call this the Husband-in-Law
3: Podcast. Steve. <laughs> because we haven't ever explained that.
0: We haven't yeah. explained the and title. And I like
3: that it doesn't require an explanation. Whenever I tell someone the title of our podcast, like, oh, they yeah. laugh. <laughs> They're like,
0: oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah.
3: Well, I, I, I had a dream one night where I was, Matt and I were hanging out together and we ran into somebody and I was introducing him. And as you do, when you're introducing someone, you're like, oh, this is my friend. This is my brother. This is my boss. This is my whatever they are to you, you know? And so as I turn and said, well, this is my husband-in-law because <laughs> that's what matt was in my yeah. in my sleep-induced mind
0: <laughs> and he kind of is <laughs> yeah,
3: right well what else would he be i mean he's related to me kind of through marriage <laughs> through marriage <laughs> 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 to my ex-wife makes yeah. <laughs> him an
0: in-law yeah, yeah. yeah for sure So yeah, and I think like that communication you talked about that we had in our marriage really has carried us through to be able to have that relationship that we talked about throughout our divorce. Like we were very open with each other about how we hoped this would go and what we wanted it to look like. I remember specifically saying, I do not want to be one of those families that drops their kid off at school in the morning. And I remember bawling about this, thinking about it. Like I dropped Penny off at school and then Steve has to go pick her up because we can't talk to each other. And like, I want to be at birthday parties together. I don't want her to feel weird at her wedding. I don't want her to feel weird weird at college gradua- graduation where we're in the same room. Like I just can't handle that. And going into dating again, that was a huge thing for me too, was to find somebody that was going to be okay with that as well. Because that's what makes it really work is that Matt's confident enough and sure in himself and open to loving somebody that most men wouldn't be open to loving. Not you, but I mean just in terms of the relationship, Steve. Like, I'm not saying. Anyways, so yeah.
3: Well, and look at last night. Yesterday was Father's Day. Right. (laughs) In fact, look look at this whole weekend. You guys came. (laughs) I wanted Penny to join me at Pride, but I couldn't, like, leave and go get her because I was running that booth. You guys all came and saw the – Came to Pride Festival with me and saw the performance. And, you know, it was the three of us plus our three kids. Matt's two kids yeah. and Penny. And and then last night was Father's Day. And I, I love my Pride weekends. I have two days of Pride and then a day of Father's Day. And it's just like, <laughs> I
2: don't know. I was thinking about celebrating all.
0: of It's like, that every, every, every like year that.
3: for me. Yeah, every year Boise Pride is on Father's Day weekend. And so I have two days of celebrating.
0: That my, side of you. Yes.
3: And then I get to end it with... Quality father daughter time, but yesterday we had Father's Day dinner here at you guys' house. Yep. So Penny got to have dinner with her father and both of her grandfathers on Jessica's dad and Matt's dad yep. and you guys' family and and her stepdad. Oh yeah, stepdad. Sorry, why did I forget you in that, Matt? I'm
2: you sorry.
0: Kept, you kept pointing at him, <laughs> yeah. but you never actually said it. So if I like, just like last sure night, said it.
2: So it's custom. To choose somebody to say a prayer, before to bless the food, and then I picked I'm, I picked Penny, because she had the most dads.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, that's yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it was Dad, great.
3: Stepdad and Gramps and 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 I, I think that I guess Alan was sick, but anyway.
2: yeah, I think each time we do that, like it gets it gets more comfortable.
3: Oh, for it sure. It gets
2: more meaningful. And it gets more, yeah, I I don't know. It
3: it becomes more tight knit. Yeah. And I love that that's the normal for Penny, is that all of the people she loves, all of the fathers in her life are going to be there with her on Father's Day. Yeah. And it's like, it's swim meets. It's all of that same group of people, plus some of my family coming. And it's just... Yeah, when we can make it there on time. (laughs) 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 He's shaming me for missing Penny's swim meet last week. The first one of
0: the year, man. It's okay. I'll be gone this week. So it's all you. But I won't. <laughs> well, just
3: but, but I love that scenario for, for us too, for yeah. me. I mean, it's okay. heartwarming for me to be able to spend Father's Day with all of you and to yeah. think that I didn't lose all of those relationships in this process. I remember being absolutely devastated at the thought of losing my relationship with Jessica's parents, my in-laws, Craig and Kathy. I just, I loved them and I adored them and they were so good to me. And I remember it, it's it,
2: so funny to hear Craig and Kathy talk about st- Steve specifically now like with me and Jessica they almost talk about you when you're not there as if <laughs> as if you're their own son and I'll use the not that I want to keep picking on you about the swim meet like <sighs> but they they view it as oh, why is you, why can't he be here on time kind of a thing like as <laughs> if it was their own son like oh he needs to be here kind of a thing and they want you to be there
3: yeah, And that's and, what's most yeah. important
2: is that to know that they want you to be there. We want you to be there. And that's yeah, that's awesome.
0: Well, and I think my mom called you out on that too, like to protect you of like, leave him alone type thing at yeah. some point. <laughs> so too, because we just like to teach you. Because
2: I was going to make an Insta story and then it, she kind of made me think twice about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, i'm not gonna razz him. we can't make okay, it to I'm feeling everything that much worse about missing
0: no, that's the thing is we can't all make it to everything and that's why it's great she no. has a big support system and that's what we all recognize is that you know we're not all going to be at everything and that's what's beautiful is we're glad that somebody can yeah. so don't even worry about it yeah. i'm gone this week right. you were gone so you last had a busy week. week yeah yeah it's just how life goes don't even worry
3: Yep. But it's good to know that if I can't be there that there are eight others of you that will be there <laughs> in my place.
0: Exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. It works. Yeah. So anyways. All right. This was a fun surprise. Great. Yeah. Well
1: I want to say just one more thing that I was for as I'm watching you guys. I think that knowing both of you as well as I did, I'm mean, gonna I know that other people know you better, but for as well as I knew you guys before and then when you were married and after I think that it would have been out of character of both of you to resent each other. And this feels normal to see both of you guys here having mutual love and respect. It might not be romantic love anymore, but this is who you guys were. And it's really amazing to see two people go through like a huge change, loss, um, you know, moving on and just a big, sad event, but not change who you guys are at the core. So I really respect you guys for that. Thanks, Seth. And that Matt is cool enough to just be down with the situation because I think that Jessica, in order for her to be truly happy, I really think that she needed to marry somebody who would allow her to still have one of her people in her yeah. life you know steve will always be a, a person
2: well we were just life. talking about that yeah. this week it's like when she refers to me steve and her dad like those are her boys
0: yeah they're my boys yeah they've got my back man <laughs> totally <laughs> yep yeah yep. so i i think you guys
2: and are i will sure add i will alive. add to this like that it's taken me time to get there yeah with, but, but the way, the only way that you can get there is through experience. Yeah. And if you never let yourself experience it, you'll never get there.
3: And good for you, Matt, for not just immediately giving in to this, this... makes me uncomfortable. This is not happening. He's out of the marriage. I'm in the marriage. No more Steve. Like right. you, you took a step back and you said, I'm going to give this some time and like feel this out and just see if this can be something that you're comfortable with. Yeah. You gave it. You gave it the time and put in the effort to get comfortable with it. Unbeknownst to me, I don't know why I was kind of oblivious to, <laughs> to the fact that, that Jessica has a new husband. I need you, to back off. That, kind of I a think. Thing.
2: I think that that could probably be a blessing in disguise of your oblivion.
0: Yeah, because
3: um, I just showed up. <laughs> exactly, just like I used to do before she was, was married.
0: I think that was kind of the push we all needed. Maybe yeah, I don't possibly.
2: know. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Stephanie, thank you for coming. Thank short, short notice.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, that's why, I, so that's funny why thing is, best. I was trying to nail down a time so hard this last weekend. Did yeah. you even notice that?
0: Yes. And I was like, why is it weird about this all of a sudden?
2: Yeah. And yeah. I couldn't get oh. a time until this morning. Yeah. And I was like, all right, Stephanie, I got some options. It's either tonight at eight or Thursday.
0: Oh, and I
3: bailed last night. Sorry.
0: No, that's, okay. no,
2: that's oh, totally fine. In fact, I was, was going to make it that you bailed last night. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> if you didn't bail, I was going to
3: bail. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
0: That's so, funny. Yeah. It's what were you say? so great to have you. Oh, my gosh. I just love you guys. I we love like... you. My
1: nursing life has really interfered with us getting together <laughs> the last five years since having babies. But oh, you adopting. asked a question. Yeah. You said, when did we see oh, yeah. each other after? And then I just it kept was talking. when <laughs> you showed up to help me unpack the dang U-Haul in a new city. <laughs> and you were, the, you were the only one who showed up. I mean, not like I knew that many people, but the fact that you showed up-I mean, that's just Steve. just a good guy. Yep. <laughs> nope. Just a good guy. I really appreciated that, Steve. We should go play some now. You have a now. lot of shit.
3: Good grief! <laughs> I know. That's a lot of stuff to unpack from that truck.
1: <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a leather jacket too. You have your leather jacket? No.
2: <laughs> Steve likes leather.
0: Yeah. Leather <laughs> 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 gloves with Jessica. All
2: right. Awesome.
0: As always, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode of the Husband Law Podcast. We are so grateful you are here, and we are so grateful for your love and support. If you got done listening to today's episode and you are wanting to find more clarity in your life, you are thinking, man, I would like to know where I go from here, whether that is because you've had a partner come out, you are going through a divorce, your spouse has had an affair, whatever. If you are going through something hard and you are looking for some clarity, or maybe you have just lost your sense of self in motherhood, in your work, in whatever it is, I have something for you hop on and get a free clarity call with me. That is correct, a free clarity call. You and I can talk face-to-face via Zoom and figure out what it is you are looking for. We can dive into the things you are struggling with and we are going to help you be prepared to take bold action that will help you let go of feelings of anger, resentment, bitterness, all of those things that are so heavy to carry and instead help you move forward with clarity, and you can do this without asking anyone else to change, without your situation changing, without leaving your religious beliefs or whatever it may be, you can do all of this without those things changing unless you want them to. So if you are looking for some guidance and want to get on a call with me, get signed up today. I have four calls open each week, so you will want to claim yours now. You can head to the show notes and you can find the link there, or you can go to theboldlogic.com forward slash free call to get yours today. See you again next week.
2: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right, now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug Or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.